Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future Brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Monday Morning Podcast. Ian O'Connor, three straight New York Times bestsellers, uh, wrote the book on Bill Belichick, one of many books. His was a New York Times bestseller. Now currently a columnist, again in New York, now for the New York Post. He'll be joining us to talk about last night's, well, thrilling fourth quarter. It was a little bit of a honor in the first half. My takeaway on what we watched last night, it was a tremendous win, I thought, for Mac Jones. Believe it or not, you can win while losing early in your career. I thought Mac Jones in a monsoon with that pressure was fairly remarkable. In fact, I think if you went back and watched Tom Brady in his first year, I don't think he was as good as Mac Jones was last night. Uh, he was under control, audibling in and out. Can you imagine the pressure of facing Tom Brady in the stadium in which he won all his AFC championships? He was cool. He was calm. He was smart. I thought it was a complete bravo performance by Mac Jones. I've seen Brady do this a, a hundred times. We all have. But here's an interesting thing to consider. Is that can you win with Mac Jones, i.e. Tom Brady, and that lack of weapons? I don't think you can. I don't think Tom Brady, in today's game, if he was Mac Jones, with the dearth, the lack of weapons New England has, you have to play perfect football. And the Patriots played really good football, but a fumble here, a doink on a last-second 
field goal there, and you lose at home to a Tampa Bay team that didn't play particularly well. Is that what has happened in football is that there are so many dynamic young quarterbacks. The coaching is more dynamic. The wide receiver talent is so dynamic. Just look at the AFC, what Mac Jones and Belichick will have to get through. Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. That's just in the AFC. We all know, we all acknowledge the hole that has surfaced in Belichick's later years is the inability to draft and develop skill people. Uh, Jacoby Myers is their go-to receiver. He's undrafted out of NC State, and he is often their primary target. And you can be an imperfect football team, but in 2021 and going forward, you cannot be slow. I don't believe the Patriots, with this current system and style, with Mac Jones, who himself has a highly efficient game at a lower ceiling, I don't think it's championship football. I mean, as Chris and Al said at the end of last night's game, Tom Brady now has more wins at Foxborough than Mac Jones. <laughs> and we're in October. So it is interesting as the sport has really changed. And we see this in basketball. It's a three-point shooting game. We see it in baseball where the ground ball is death. Strikeouts, eh. Everything's exit strategy. In the NFL right now, between the rules, the manipulation of the rules, the altering of the rules, the offensive playmakers at quarterback and wide receiver, uh, Belichick's style, though brilliant, feels a tad outdated. Am I alone on that? I thought Mac Jones played as well as you can play. I think we all would admit he has one of the lower ceilings. I think he'll reach his potential much more quickly than a Josh Allen. I think 12 to 15 games in, you're going to kind of see what Mac Jones is. And he played very well last night, considering the immense magnitude of the game. But I sat there and I watched it and I thought, can you win a championship on 12 play drives? Excellent defense, solid special teams. I think you could 20 years ago. I think you could 10 years ago. But I think it's harder and harder to do that. And I think Brady, you know, at one point when they were talking about how good Jacoby Myers had been, I thought he's the reason Brady left. And the reason Mac Jones has a ceiling, Jacoby Myers, where would Jacoby Myers fit on the Rams? He wouldn't, wouldn't make the team. I'm not sure he would make Tampa or Kansas City or Dallas or Buffalo would not make the team. Chargers, Raiders, you just start looking around the league right now. The game has changed. It's played at an exhilarating pace. I mean, I, I'm watching some football this weekend and watching last night, did it not feel at times like a 1996 football game? Let me pivot before we get to Eno Connor to a few more games. And I, I want to start with the perception of coaches in the National Football League, two who I think are very shrewd, but are getting clobbered. Coaching in the NFL is hard. Winning is hard even for the good teams. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> are in a shootout with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we don't even know if they have the right coach or the right quarterback. But take Kyle Shanahan and Matt Nagy. So Kyle Shanahan gets to a Super Bowl. Not only that, but with Jimmy Garoppolo. Matt Nagy gets to the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky, who we would all acknowledge is a backup. Today, they look overwhelmed. They're being criticized. Are they the right guy for the job? 
Why? Because both Matt Nagy with the Bears and Kyle Shanahan with the Niners came into the season with a veteran quarterback who they didn't truly believe in and a young quarterback who's talented, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, but not really ready to win week after week and be consistent at the NFL level. Look at the coaches we're questioning today. They got rookie quarterbacks or they have old quarterbacks about to be replaced. And look who's winning in the NFL today and who we think more of as a coach. Cliff Kingsbury. Take that, for example. Cliff Kingsbury got fired in the wobbly Big 12. He couldn't win at his alma mater. They fired him. Alma maters do not want to fire their star quarterbacks as coach. He had Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. He could not win in the Big 12. I repeat the Big 12. And now he is crushing it in first place in the toughest division in the NFL, the NFC West. Why? Third straight year, talented quarterback, same system, augmenting him with pieces. Josh Allen, third straight year, fourth year, same system, augmenting him with pieces. Lamar Jackson looks good, right? Same system, augmenting him with pieces. You see a trend here? The coaches that we really are fond of have really high-end quarterbacks, and they are Tom Brady now, coming back, same system, second year. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe Brian Flores and Joe Judge, the Dolphins and the Giants can't coach. I think they're both excellent coaches, but Miami has a quarterback issue, and the solution's not in the building. And Daniel Jones yesterday played one of his better games. So Joe Judge wins as a touchdown underdog on the road. Before you want to fire your coach, A, it's really hard to win in this league. Really, really hard. And B, the coaches that we think fondly of this morning, star quarterbacks, usually in their second year in a system. Dak Prescott now, second year in Mike McCarthy's system. Boy, he looks really good. I mean, eight teams in this league have quarterbacks who are either really not very good or not the future. That's Kyle Shanahan, right, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Another six or seven, they have kids that just aren't ready. And then you have kids who are on their second or third system. So just look around who you like today. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is a great example of same coach, same quarterback, same system, augmenting in pieces. Lamar Jackson, same coach, same system, augmenting him with pieces. They both hit it out of the park yesterday. You know, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, before I move on, at some point, Kyle, and I'm defending him, right? Got to start winning games. You can tell me how great your stockbroker is. Three years, you're missing on stocks and picks. I'm going to have my doubts. Uh, I don't think he's had a great season. It shows the difficulty of coming into a season with shared snaps at quarterback. But right now, they really look out of tune. That's with Debo Samuel. Uh, that's with George Kittle. They look really out of tune. So I do feel there's a little pressure right now on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to start posting W's. Let me shift to this. I watched some of the Cowboys Panthers. I tried to really dial into the Giants and Daniel Jones in the early hour. But the one of the things that I think is is really true in this sport is that everybody knows listening as I talk about the Cowboys here that, you know, coach and quarterback really drive the sport. And we have our questions about Mike McCarthy. But there are certain defensive positions that really, once you solve them or get a star at that position, it can change everything. 
I was not a fan of Pete Carroll giving up two first round picks for a safety in Jamal Adams. That is not to me a position group that is crucial to be elite at. Look at the Cowboys defense though now today with Trayvon Diggs, the second year cornerback, who is a spectacular talent. And I mean spectacular as in maybe one of the top two or three corners in the NFL. There are games he looks like the best. Look at the advantage of having a Trayvon Diggs for Dan Quinn, the Cowboy defensive coordinator. They're not even healthy on defense yet. You can take away the other team's number one ride receiver. You can put him on Carolina's DJ Moore. You can put him on Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team and just case closed for the day. I think Diggs is such a sensational, remarkable, game-changing talent for the defense of Dallas. Put him on an island. Don't have to worry about him. Take away their best perimeter weapon and then drop my other 10 guys to figure out the quarterback situation. But right now, Dallas is a better football team. I had them in the playoffs. They're a better football team than I thought. They pushed that Carolina Panthers defense around the field for a lot of that game. And once that Cowboy offensive line is healthy, Zeke and Tony Pollard both have a burst now. Zeke, I think, last couple of weeks has played well. This is a good Dallas football team. It's a fast, rangy, athletic Dallas football team. And right now they do, although I still think Washington, the better days are ahead for that football team. Um, they're, they're not playing very good defense now, but I really I do trust Ron Rivera, and I do think their defense will get better. But cornerback, it's what Belichick spent so much of his time trying to master. It's what Nick Saban has spent so much of, it, of his time in Alabama trying to master. And by the way, it's what Pete Carroll is struggling with in Seattle right now. He's got a good football team. They're really, really bad at corner. Uh, something else I, I, I want to touch on. Buffalo looks like the best team in the league to me for two reasons. Uh, Josh Allen's a remarkable talent. And they have shored up over the last two drafts and free agency periods their primary weakness, which was defensive line and pass rush. But to show you the parity in this league right now, who is the second best team in the NFL? You don't trust Kansas City's defense. Green Bay offensively is getting better, but not quite clicking. They needed one of the best passes of the year by Aaron Rodgers. They were, they were in jeopardy of losing against the 49ers. Tampa's defense isn't buttoned up right now. You know, the Rams played yesterday like Brady and the Buccaneers at SoFi was their Super Bowl, completely flat. I got to tell you, Buffalo is the best team in the league right now in terms of the ability to make plays on offense and defense. I think it's Arizona. What is really exciting about this league right now? I know we pay a lot of attention to Aaron Rodgers and Brady. I know we do. Look at the quality of the young quarterback play. Not only that, it is so diverse. Lamar Jackson doesn't play anything like Josh Allen, doesn't play anything like Kyler Murray. Daniel Jones, I thought, played really well yesterday. The quality of quarterback play in this sport right now, you know, years ago, a couple of years ago, I had lunch with an NBA general manager and he said, you know, football's dying. And I said, two reasons it's not. Number one is we gamble on it. It'll never go away. And I said, number two, the quality of quarterback play is getting substantially better. And the league is going to become safer. This was sort of in the throes of all those CTE stories two, three years ago. And I said to the general manager, I said, we don't bet basketball like we do football. And the rule changes are now 
helping offense so much and the quality of the quarterback play, it is sensational. This league is being taken over. I mean, Aaron Rodgers at times looks outdated, right? Like he doesn't move like he used to. Kyler, Lamar, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Justin Herbert. And then you have this second group of really good veterans, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Ben's pretty much shot and Brady's got a couple years left. But the NFL is going to continue to be in great, great hands because of the quality of the commissionership. Yes, Roger Goodell makes this league safer every year. And the insane level of quarterback play at the high school and the college level. And now that the NFL is borrowing and implementing college schemes, the game's more fun to watch than it's ever been. I just I sit back and I look at the talent and it's jaw dropping. And because of the salary cap, um, even the very best teams like the L.A. Rams or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, Tampa's defense, JPP got hurt, not the same pass rush. If a Jalen Ramsey or an Aaron Donald was hurt for the Rams, it's not the same defense. It is so razor thin right now. You know, in retrospect, the game I should have put in the Blazing Five was Seattle over San Francisco. Russell Wilson's never lost three straight games. And you just had a feeling, you could sense it early in the third quarter, Russell Wilson was simply going to will his team to a win. That one I probably missed on. You know, Seattle is very top heavy, highest paid linebacker, highest paid safety, biggest cap hit as a quarterback, really bad in the secondary, very iffy on the offensive line. But when you've got the human eraser and Russell Wilson, this is like LeBron in his peak. He just erases bad personnel decisions, bad coaching decisions. I mean, Russell Wilson had two or three plays in that game that saved Pete Carroll's butt. FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do, bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. So, by the way, I like the Chargers to win and cover against the Raiders, albeit the game. I think it's going to be high scoring. The Raiders have had to come back from big deficits. The last time the Chargers were at home, they lost a game they should have won. I think they'll be really laser focused. I like the Chargers to win and cover the spread. I think Herbert passing yards over 300. How about that? Over 300 yards passing. So there's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. If you're new to the FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Sign up, promo code Colin, promo code Colin. First bet loses, get up to 1000 bucks back in site credit. That's promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 53342 in Arizona.
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. I also want to touch on the Cleveland Browns win over the Minnesota Vikings and a lot of people on social media. Colin, you got to bury Baker Mayfield. He was terrible. Yes, he was. But the two things to remember for the Cleveland Brown organization to go on the road, beat a pretty talented team, Minnesota, in a tough place to play when your quarterback is god awful. That is a stepping stone for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I my takeaway was, yeah, that's what good teams do. 
their quarterback stinks, they play poorly, and they beat a pretty talented team on the road. That's a great stepping stone. Listen, I'm not going to beat up on Baker Mayfield for having a bad game. Everybody has a bad game. Aaron Rodgers, week one. Josh Allen, week one. Tom Brady, four of them last year. I've never put Baker Mayfield in the top 10 class. So I'm not holding him to this great 16-week, one bad week performance. He was awful. He was skittish. He's starting to sail things now. He was high on a lot of his throws. And I've said this before. He and OBJ, it just, you know, he and Jarvis Landry work. He and OBJ don't. I can't figure it out. It just doesn't work. Maybe OBJ uh, ad-libs too much on the routes. Baker then, you know, loses sort of a feel for it. Jarvis Landry's perhaps a a better route runner. He's got a better relationship, a closer relationship. They work through it at practice because Jarvis and Baker are fantastic. OBJ and Baker aren't. But I thought the Cleveland Browns going on the road, Baker had one of his worst games in the last two years, probably his worst game in the last two years, and winning? Vikings got players. And let's be honest, what we really worried about this year from Cleveland was their defense. They had seven new starters. Back-to-back weeks, pass rush was excellent. And so, you know, you can't get too precious in this sport. A win's a win's a win. You don't worry about what they look like. I mean, Belichick and Brady won a lot of wet, soggy, cold Foxborough football games on Sunday night, you know, 26 to 23, and they just had two penalties, no turnovers. And in the end, you said, yeah, yeah, I guess they're great. Doesn't matter. Just win. Cleveland won on the road. Baker was pretty awful. Huge, huge step for the Browns. Well, somebody I truly respect, uh, he's written three New York Times bestsellers. Uh, Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time, is his recent piece of art. Uh, I read that uh, cover to cover, and he knows Bill Belichick better than anybody. I I first have to start with this, Ian, Ian O'Connor, who is doing this, by the way, in the wee hours of the morning, having covered uh, the Jets, the Yankees. So He's the hardest working man in New York. So Belichick and Brady met for 23 minutes after the game according to reports. Um, just a hunch. Um, your thought about, if not the topic, just the tone of that meeting. Are you surprised when you heard that? A little bit that Bill would go into a winning locker room after a loss and, and really talk to anybody. It's not really in character. But I, I think it's, a, it's actually a good thing. And, and, and maybe when Tom Brady is done playing and Bill Belichick is done coaching that They'll come together and and have a better relationship than really they had at the end of their time together in Foxborough. There's no question, no matter what they're saying. I mean, based on the hundreds of people I talked to for my book, I think Seth Wickersham could say the same thing for his book, that there were issues at the end of their time uh, in New England that certainly led to that divorce. And so I think there's been so much focus on what went wrong. And maybe not enough focus on what amazing things they accomplished together that maybe that was part of their conversation tonight. That hey, we need to get back to what we did together and, and maybe talk a little bit more about that. And I have a feeling in retirement, they'll be closer than they were in the final years in New England. And, and I hope that's the case. You know, it's really interesting. Brady um, has a great sense of timing. He exits the AFC as it has Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. 
and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and even Derek Carr now under Gruden is playing at a Pro Bowl level. And he goes to the NFC where, you know, Aaron may be over moving over to different conferences. Russell Wilson could be on the move in the next couple of years. He's not happy. He's a major cap hit for Seattle. Um, it, it's interesting. I watched Mac Jones and I thought he played so well uh, considering the magnitude of the moment, I, I, the anxiety, the monsoon, the the dearth of skill players. I, they spent $300 million. I still don't see it on offense much, Ian. Um but it is interesting as I watch that and I think about the his contemporaries in the AFC, I I think – and I don't want to be hyperbolic. I, I just don't see this as a championship team in the near future. They, they, there's a hole in this Belichick regime and I think it surfaced four years ago, Ian, and I think Tom was frustrated. When Jacoby Myers, an undrafted wide receiver, is your primary weapon, you don't correct that in a draft. I, I just looked at Mac and I thought, bravo, a virtuoso performance by a kid. But you're, 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 this is a, that, this is not close to a championship team to me. I agree with that, Colin. Uh, I do, I would say this. I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, however, their one fluky loss against Miami in that final game, that final regular season game of Brady's final season from maybe hosting the AFC title game, the Ravens got upset that year. And, so they weren't that far away from going back to the Super Bowl. I understand that they lost that that playoff game to the to the Titans at home and and didn't play well, but that losing that Miami game really sort of set them up for failure in the postseason and and Brady's numbers had come down and obviously he didn't have any playmakers, but they they weren't far away from winning another championship really the way I looked at it. So I I think his departure was really more about the stylistic differences between Belichick and Bruce Arians. He wanted to go play for somebody who would be fun to play for. And Belichick, somebody close to Brady said that Tom was basically just Belichick out after 20 years. And and when, when your head coach treats every single day, like it's game seven of the world series after 20 years, that's tough to deal with. So he went to go play for a guy who wanted to play nine holes of golf after practice and grab a beer or two or three and so he's having a lot of fun doing that. But it probably was a very smart decision to get out of that conference when he did. And Mac Jones did everything he could tonight to, to win this football game. And as a rookie, hey, Tom Brady didn't even play as a rookie through three passes. That's right. I was there the day that Mo Lewis put that hit on Bledsoe and Brady trotted in and Early on, it wasn't like Tom Brady was a superstar. You, you could say that Mac Jones is ahead of where Brady was. Oh, no question. No question. So, but you're right. James White being gone now, that that isn't going to help uh, Mac Jones at all. He's a guy who still makes some plays and do different things. He's gone. And you look at, at the playmakers and say, where are they? And it, it could be a long haul. Now, having lost three home games already. Uh, Tom Brady did not lose three home games. He lost two in that first year, uh, but he didn't lose three. And so it's going to be tough sledding in that division with Buffalo and in that conference, no question about it. Listen, I I think Bill's aware of his legacy. um, And I I just don't know how long, um, because I don't don't think Tom's going to line up Super Bowls. I think he's going to be challenged in the NFC going forward. I don't know if he'll win another one. 
I but I do I, I do wonder how long Bill wants to face Josh Allen and beat his head up against the wall because that Buffalo franchise now top to bottom is appears to be the class of that division for some time. I mean Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, the front office is excellent. Uh, they're equipped for a long run. Do you think you know? Starting to go eight and nine, nine and eight, a couple more years, and Bill may just say, "I'm going to go to Jupiter, Florida, and play golf." <laughs> uh, it's a possibility. I think he at least wants to leave this franchise in a state where it's competitive and can make a a playoff run or two. I don't know if that's possible. I think that the last thing he wants to do is is walk away after a series of seven and nines. So right now, what is he? He's eight and twelve without Tom. He was five and thirteen right. in New England with Bledsoe before Brady took over. So I think at at the very least, he wants to get back to a point where they can win a wild card, be ten and seven. And and I wouldn't rule that out for this year just yet. It looks like it's going to be difficult to get there. But I, I think he's going to coach another three, four, five years to just get wow, to that point. Okay. You know, initially, Colin, he said he would not coach into his 70s like Marv Levy did, but then he changed his mind about that. He's a young 69 and not a guy with a lot of hobbies, likes to play a little golf. Obviously, he's got the boat and spend some time on Nantucket. And But outside of that, he was, as Robert Kraft told me years ago, he was put on this earth to win football games. It's now become a lot more difficult to win those games without Tom Brady's quarterback. And I still think that Brady always planned on being a one uniform lifer in Boston, in New England, like Ted Williams, Larry Bird, Bill Russell. I, I think that was his plan. It just changed because the relationship went south in the final years with Belichick and Tonight may be a step toward a, a better relationship in the future. And again, I think that would be a very good thing. Um, Ian, the one thing from Seth Wickersham's book, I have not read it. I got the excerpts um, and they were pretty damning toward Belichick. One, I thought was really personal when Robert Kraft, um, apparently at some you know, high-end retreat with billionaires, said, oh, I got to leave this meeting and go hang out with the most miserable blank in my life. And I could see Belichick reading that and thinking, you know, I've probably doubled your net worth. Was that the kind of thing that would expedite an exit? Or do you think Bill is strong enough um, that that just flies past him? It doesn't stick. It doesn't land for him. I don't think that one landed for him. Uh, I think that Robert Kraft may have offered an explanation. Hey, I was kidding around. I didn't really say it that way. And I, I don't think that is going to have really much to do with Belichick in, in terms of how long he's going to coach the Patriots or coach at all. I think Belichick understands that there are a lot of people around the league who don't really like him. And yeah. he's never been all that close to Robert Kraft. In that organization, the relationship that was – a, a close one was between uh, Kraft and Brady. That was sort of the transformational right. relationship. The transactional relationship yes. was Belichick and Kraft and Belichick and Brady. That was always transactional. And so I don't think that comment really changes anything. Belichick doesn't really care. He just wants to win. And if you think he's a, a blank, blank, then so be it. As long as you're, you're paying me to win football games and, 
and uh, leave me alone for the most part, which I think Robert Kraft has pretty much done. I think the one time that that Kraft interceded was in keeping Tom Brady in the organization and not letting Belichick turn it over to Garoppolo like he wanted to do. But that turned out to be a, a good move. Kraft was right because Brady won another Super Bowl. So I think that uh, I would be surprised if Bill Belichick allowed a comment like that to dictate what he would do with his future. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. You know, I said uh, this week on uh, my radio show, I said, uh, you know, the Beatles had um, Lennon was the academic, 
Paul McCartney was more of the global visionary and, you know, Ringo Starr lightened up the room. Um, and that's necessary. And I said, you know, the, the you get with the Patriots, Belichick's the academic, uh, Kraft's the visionary, and Tom is willful but a joyful um, that he – he needs to be hugged. He loves to be loved. Um, he doesn't work with anger as well as he does joy. Um, in fact, Wickersham in his book talked about a, a study that had been commissioned by Belichick on Tiger Woods, Michael, Kobe, and that Tom was different. Um, do you? And, and it's interesting when I read that, I thought that's interesting that that Bill was almost trying to figure out the maze of Brady's aspirational sort of motives. Do, do you see? Um, and, and as I was touching on last week, this was bound like the Beatles. These were three different cats. This was bound to be a little surly at the end. I mean, even after your incredibly in-depth book on Belichick, are you really surprised by any of this going forward, surprised how it ended? I thought that Tom Brady would never leave. So I guess in that context, I am surprised. I thought that he would put up with Belichick and because he just he couldn't see himself playing for another franchise. I covered as a columnist in New York, Derek Jeter's career. And at the end, yeah. it got ugly with the front office with Brian Cashman. And he he wanted to leave. He just wanted to get away from Cashman and some others in that organization. But he could not go play for another team and in a different uniform. And I thought Tom Brady would basically feel the same way. But he broke away from that. I, I guess. In the long run, I, I think that Belichick probably does, doesn't get enough credit for keeping Tom Brady there for 20 years. It's not easy to keep an elite athlete driven as Brady is in place for 20 years. So that relationship, we, we focus a lot on the ending and it was a bad ending. No question about it. Bill could have done a lot more to try to keep him. He could have offered him a long term contract. I had a conversation with Tom Brady four and a half years ago. Where And so he was 39, about to turn 40. And I had about a 45-minute phone conversation with him. And we talked about how long he wanted to play. We were talking past 45, 46, 47, 48. And I said, what about 50? I know it sounds crazy. And he said, it's a great question. We'll see. So Bill has known for a long time that Tom was going to play and play and play and play some more. So there's a lot of time to figure out, okay, uh, this guy is someone we want to keep here in the long term. We should offer him a long-term contract. They never did. So he goes and wins a Super Bowl for somebody else. So uh, that, that to me is the only surprise. And I thought that Brady, despite his feelings for Belichick, despite the fact the relationship had gone off the rails, that he just couldn't go play for somebody else. And he did very successfully. All right. We don't want to take any more of your time. It's one of the great days in New York. Um, the Jets, the Giants, the Yankees. It, isn't it amazing? The Dodgers and the Giants, Yankees, Sox, these one game playoff scenarios make absolutely no sense to me at all. I just I'm I, it's incredible that it got past some baseball commission that everybody raised their hand and approved the idea of eliminating the Dodgers and the Yankees after these, you know, the turbulence in the Yankee season. They were losing streaks, winning streaks, dead, alive. I don't know how baseball came to this conclusion. Well, one final question, because a lot of people were watching baseball today. I, I don't buy this Yankee team. The Dodgers played well all year. They, they overcame lots of injuries. This Yankee team feels so hot and cold to me. Are they capable of, let's say they win 
Wednesday. Are they capable of winning a playoff series? I think so. The problem is they're going to be matched up with Tampa Bay. I don't know if I see them beating Tampa Bay in a five-game series, but I do think they'll win in Fenway Park. It's funny, the last time there was a one-and-done Red Sox-Yankees game in Fenway Park, I was a high school freshman. Bucky Dent hit that home run. It was a play-in game, not a playoff game. And so I I do think I I like the Yankees to, to beat the Red Sox, but to, to beat the Rays in, in a five-game series without home field advantage, I don't see that happening. The Yankees have the talent to do it. And when you have Stanton and Judge playing at a high level, you have two monsters like that in the middle of your lineup with the green monster. I think that could be a real problem for, for the Red Sox. But to me, it's the Yankees getting out of the wild card game, advancing to the division series, and then losing to the Rays. I think that's the most yeah. likely scenario. Ian? Go to bed. You're you're a good dude. Uh, you had a million things to do today. I haven't reached out enough. Uh, I'd love to get you on when you have more time and it's earlier. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, Any time for you, Colin. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, at the volume. Fun stuff. Ian O'Connor, buy that book on Belichick. It, it is, it's a three-day read. Give yourself about two hours three, four straight days. It's fantastic. We'll talk soon. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.